You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yes, okay, it sucks. Vanity, yes, thy name is Greg That Nibbler. is not the case. <laughs> yes, Sarah, I am asking you to put makeup on me. It's not out of vanity concerns. It's because I look like I'm 13 and learning how to shave all over again. You really do. Like you're, you're covered in like, or else you look like you're like it's a poorly made like zombie costume. It, no, it's not that bad. Come on, you're covered in dried blood, dude. <sighs> Seriously, it sucks. This Welcome is what to I, puberty, Greg. This is what I get for using <laughs> a cheap razor when I have to film the day of. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week out of Portland, Oregon, and then available via podcast afterwards. Oh, my support goodness. is incredible, and we appreciate it. We so, so much do. Much. Um, we've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Uh, coming up uh, later on, we're going to be joined by Mike Phillips. So Mike, so Mike has done a lot for the show. However, I don't think yes. you guys have ever actually met him. I don't think so. No. So all of those really cool authors we get in here, like Bill Carter and uh, all of the other wonderful ones we get, that comes from Mike. Mike runs a company that helps uh, promote books, and he'll do a better job of explaining it than I will. Uh, but he's got all kinds of stuff, and he works in a lot of charities as well. And he's going to be talking about something that he's going to be doing um, today, I believe it is. I, I believe mm. it's today. Yeah, and, it uh, is. It's tonight. He's going to be performing an acoustic set tonight. Awesome. And he's uh, part of this band, Fenby, who, uh, for longtime listeners and who also listened to The Rick Emerson Show, uh, they've been around for years. And then before that, Mike was involved in another project. I can't remember the name of his band off the top of my head right now. Mike's been in the music community for a long time. Very talented musician. Very nice guy. Very cool. And so uh, Mike's going to be coming in and joining us here in just a little while. And before we get to that, though... I do want to address something. I know this is a podcast. So you can't see my face right now, but I got uh, I got a couple of uh, you know as as you know I do a little bit of acting and reporting type stuff. On I'm the sorry, side. are you are you an actor on the actor side? Actor on the side. Wait, so when you're reporting, are you acting or are you a reporter? Or are you an actor reporting I'm, or are you reporting acting? I'm acting like a reporter. You're acting like a reporter. Sure, we'll go with that one. We'll go with that. So, so you're not really a reporter. You're just acting like I'm, one. I play one on television. Sarah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to be filming a couple of things this afternoon. And as such, they wanted me clean shaven. This morning, I get ready to shave. Of course, I realized I don't have any more razors, but I did have this pack of like doll. They 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 were like I don't know a couple. They say of they're bucks. like Lady Bix or something. They were like the cheap cheap <laughs> Bix that you buy. I think I bought them at the airport or something because I ran out. I realized I didn't. They have were any desperation razors. purchase. Desperation purchase, and it was all I had at the house. So I'm like, oh well, fine. I'll just use that. Instead, what this thing ended up doing was cutting my face in about 18 different places. So this morning I'm shaving, like blood streaming down my face. And now I realize it looks like I have like sores all over myself. And so I either look, yes, like I'm 13 learning how to shave again, or I, uh, I have a lazy zombie costume or developed a meth problem or something like that. <laughs> so Greg does have dried blood on his face. So, of course, on Thursdays. And we do go and do our first show on xray.fm. So we do a, a separate show on Thursdays. Right. Yes. And that is a once a week show that we do on a radio station here in town called X-Ray. And yeah, we did that uh, this morning. Yeah. So it just so happens to be in the same building as we are. And so when we were walking downstairs, because we'll like do some prep for our show up in our studio and then go down to the studio, to the X-Ray studio. And as soon as I saw Greg in the daylight, I was like, whoa. What happened yeah, which your, really did uh, some great, uh, great some for good my ego. Boosting. Yeah. I didn't realize that your face was covered in dried blood because I couldn't really see you. I tried to clean it up. <laughs> I didn't want to be the guy walking around with like uh, little pieces of uh, Kleenex all over my face. 
it uh, it was it was quite frustrating and no, yes, I thought he had like over. food on his face like because there was some like on his chin I'm like oh I think you got some food on your face and he's like no it's blood <laughs> yeah I know you're like oh man you have uh, yeah you have sauce all over your face <laughs> it's not sauce it is in fact blood because my face is covered in it and I have cut myself all over that's what the case is, which is awesome to be going on camera. This so I guess afternoon. I must have thrown Greg off because ever since then, like, you know, when we were not recording, he keeps asking, do you have makeup? Do you have makeup? Can you help me fix my face? Do you have makeup? <laughs> he has asked me no less than three times. Three times. And the third time, I'm like, Greg, I've already told you twice. And you're just like, just tell me and I'll stop asking you about it. Just tell me that you have it and I'll stop asking you about it. I'm like, I have it. I will help you. Thank you. Yes, I have to ask you to put makeup on my face. <laughs> this is uh, this is wonderful. This is just great. Um, what I should have done is gone to funemploymentradio.com and click on the CyberMall link on the right-hand side, which takes you to a page of all of our wonderful online sponsors, including dollarshaveclub.com. I want to join Dollar Shave Club because they have it for women and men. Well, I can tell you where to go, funemploymentradio.com, and just click on the CyberMall link. On the CyberMall. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's a link right there. Just click from there, and you can join. I am joining today because I realized how important it is to have a a good razor and not use cheap, really crappy ones that actually are more expensive than the cheap razors they have on here. And I could have uh, had a nice shave. Yeah, particularly if it's on your face. Yeah. You know, like it's not like you're like shaving your armpits or something. It's your... It's your face. I have a knack for it. Anytime that there is something, uh, I've talked about this before, anytime I do film something, I usually have a knack for either cutting my hand right before my hand is going to be featured in something or messing up. Uh, I did, I, <laughs> there was one time, I forgot about this, I, one time I was trying to adjust my sideburns and I slipped and did a <laughs> with an electric razor and shaved up the sideburn. Oh, and so wow. then I had to like shave them both so they were like way high up, like almost above my ears, just to try to cover it up and like match each side. Wait, did so it look like you're wearing just like a hair helmet? It kind, kind of? of kind of looked like oh, a hair wow. helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was really neat. So it is uh something that I'm I'm trying to uh I'm gonna try to remedy. So funemploymentradio.com, click on the Cybermall link and go to the Dollar Shave Club link right there. Yes, Greg, a grown up uh, grown up job deserves a grown-up shave. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, is, that, is that your own little uh, sure. your own little way of doing it there? <laughs> no, because how can you feel confident in your face if you're covered in blood? Yeah. That's my... <laughs> yeah. You can't feel confident if you're covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> covered in blood. The Greg Nibbler story yeah. right there. Yeah. So I, I'm feeling really, really snazzy about myself. Well, I'll just like take a... I'll, I'll put some of the foundation stuff I have on like a... Uh, on like a towel or something and put it onto your face so I'm not kicking dried blood onto my makeup oh, brushes. Oh <laughs> man, we're going to be filming them. Uh uh cut. What what is going on with your with your What's face? Going on with your face. What, you have some paint on there. Oh god, that's blood. Um, <laughs> oh dear god, it's blood. Oh dear god, you're bleeding. <laughs> you're bleeding all over the place. I've said this uh, other story before many times but just to to recount, I did do a, a national commercial where I was playing a, a like tech repair guy and then but big scene coming up where I'm the featured guy and I get there to film there. They had, did have to do that. They had to be like, cut what's going on with your hands. Somehow I had sliced my hand open. On oh the way yeah. I remember to the you set. saying that. And then they had to get all creative. They had to stop the bleeding and then get creative about how they filmed it so that they wouldn't. Did you have to be the, the guy with like one fingerless glove on? No, it wasn't that. I just had to like rotate my hand all awkward to try to cover it up. They tried to put makeup on it, but it really wouldn't stop bleeding enough to do that. So, Oh God, Greg, that, these are horrible, gross stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how, that's how I treat myself, sir. That's how I treat my body. Wow. Covered in blood. Your body is a, is a carnival. Yes, yes. Yeah. That is, that is, my body is a carnival. <laughs> Sounds like a poor ripoff of John Mayer or something. Your body's a carnival. Your body is a carnival. I want to ride your tilt-a-whirl. 
I think that was, oh, I can't remember the name of the song. But, uh, you know, we've talked about, of course, clearly my love of New Kids on the Block. And Jordan Knight had, like, a solo album, and it was some, like, carnival-themed, like, creepy song about yeah, talking about, like, riding the like riding her ride or something. Ew. Yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah, that's... I'll have to find it and play a little bit of it. Sure, yeah, no, maybe that doesn't need to happen Because it's just necessary, Greg. No, I think it's entirely unnecessary. All right, unnecessary. well, just so you know, you I, I shall help you cover the bloody spots on your face today. Thank you, Sarah. No problem, Thank Greg. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. No pictures necessary for that. We Boy. probably should do a before and after just so uh, people can know. I would rather not do that. And uh, and not uh, let everyone know about that visually. <laughs> I've just let everybody know, though, I guess, right here on the show. All right. Well, since we do have so much stuff to get to, uh, why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and uh, and start the show off with one of our fabulous new segments. All right. Which comes to us courtesy of the news god himself, Tim Riley. News so, god. News god. And that is, of course, once a, once a day we have this. Tim Riley uh, creates this exclusively for Fun Employment Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at Tim Riley News. He is uh, – th- there's nobody quite like Tim Riley. There is nobody. Nope. Nobody like Tim Riley. Nope. And um, actually here, I'll, I'll pull up something just from, just from yesterday's show. Just a segment of it that I was uh, – that I loved – from uh, from his news and commentary yesterday, I remember Greg was very excited about this, so he I wanted was. to take out sound bites. Yeah, anyway, he I wanted think, to I think, take out this particular one. Yeah, I think we should start taking out sound bites of Tim Riley just so that uh, people can understand exactly what it is that uh, that we're talking about. Of course, mm-hmm. now now I'm struggling to have it pull up, which of is, course, which is the way things work. Which is the way things work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, what is Optimus? Um, I've got some kind of new virus thing. I think I accidentally downloaded something. I've got something. Porn? Uh, no, it's not porn. It's not porn. Well, okay, we'll skip that part. Okay. We'll take that out and post. All right. Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Riley, news and commentary. Yes. Bye for action. This is the news with Tim Riley. Greetings, Flood Employment Radio listeners. Here are the important events of the day not heard on terrestrial radio. Hollywood. A stranger has touched Brad Pitt's face. The man was detained <laughs> at a star-studded movie premiere after allegedly jumping a barricade, running up to Brad Pitt, and touching the star's face. Brad Pitt was walking the red carpet at El Capitan Theater in Hollywood when the unidentified man rushed the actor. Security immediately intervened. However, police took the man away in handcuffs. He's expected to be charged with misdemeanor battery. Brad Pitt said to be uninjured in the bizarre incident and reportedly resumed signing autographs for adoring fans. Mr. Pitt's face appeared to be flawless and camera ready as usual following that incident. More celebrity news. George Michael was dramatically rushed to the hospital after he fell in his home and couldn't get up yesterday. Paramedics arrived in two ambulances at his North London home following a 999 call made by a friend. The English dial 999 in emergencies said to be easier to remember than 911. The Wham star, who's now 50, was taken to the hospital. A statement from his people says George Michael is in the hospital for routine tests. Administrators at a Utah high school were forced to defend their editorial policies after they were caught photoshopping yearbook photos of female students showing too much skin on picture day. One girl who exposed a little bit too much neck by Utah standards was photoshopped with a higher collar. A time capsule from 1984 will be open tomorrow. It was sealed in the walls of Portland's Pioneer Courthouse Square with the instructions it should be opened in 2014. That's what it is now. Rumor has 
has it that something called a boombox was stashed inside. This was a device carried on one's shoulders that played music loudly. The user played it in public places, forcing those around them to hear their musical tastes. It does sound selfish by today's standards, but 1984 was a different world. Men who watch a lot of pornography tend to have less volume and activities in regions of the brain linked to rewards and motivation. That, according to a brand new study, Chariot University in Berlin, Germany recruited 64 healthy men between the ages of 21 and 45 and asked them questions about watching pornography. The study couldn't prove that porn caused changes to the brain. They say it's not possible to say whether or not watching porn is actually harmful, so go ahead and continue to watch it now. Thanks so much for listening. Today's news is brought to you by OfficeBreakGifts.com and produced exclusively for the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You know what else I have? What? Somebody sent me this. See the carnival music? Yeah, I, I hear it. I'm not impressed. Is this produced by Timbaland? It's AM Records and Interscope. This sounds like a Timberland produced. How creepy is that? Me holding you down in my bed? Yes, Timbaland produced this. Did he really? I believe so, yeah. All right, well, I just wanted to let you know that that was the song I was referencing. Wow, okay. Uh, somebody's asking me to do the jam in 95.5 voice. I will not. I will <gasps> Why not. won't you, Greg? I will not. The people deserve it. We've got a brand new cut coming up from Jordan Knight, produced by Timbaland. Going to have your ticket giveaway coming up in just a little bit right here on Jammin' 107.5. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Does it make you feel dirty? Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up out of Richmond, Virginia, a place where I think you are going to want to be traveling to okay. after you hear this story. All right. Particularly you. Okay. Craig Nibbler. All right. Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. The surviving members... Of the band Guar. I'm listening. Plan to open a restaurant in their hometown of Richmond, Virginia, and call it the Guar Bar. <laughs> that is awesome. The Guar Bar. Well, they're hoping to do it this summer, and it's going to be serving intergalactic junk food, is what they say. So, of course, uh, Guar frontman David Brocky died at age 50 in March, and apparently he had told his bandmates that one of his uh, biggest dreams was to open the Guar Bar. In Richmond, Virginia, which is their hometown. What is that? What is going to be the theme of this? Well, uh, it says intergalactic junk food. Okay. 
So uh, apparently uh, guitarist Mark Dirks and the rest of the band are teaming up with local restaurateur Travis uh, Croxton to make Brocky's dream a reality. So he's going to use his 30 plus years of restaurant experience to create a menu and cocktail program unlike any other in Richmond and all of the artists of Guar will be contributing their talents to bring into existence a dining environment that will make each meal an adventure. I so want to go there. So this is an Indiegogo project. So they're funding it online right now so far. Um, so they just started this. So this is pretty good. Uh, the band has already raised more than $6,000, uh, but they want to reach $50,000 in order to achieve their goal. That's all they need to open up at a bar? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they have some money of their own, probably. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah, also, so if you feel like donating to their cause, if you want this bar to happen, uh, if you donate $10,000, you get a private party with Guar at the Guar Bar. Yeah, I, ten grand is nice and all, but I'm not going to be donating ten grand. Yeah. I will donate $10 when I buy some drinks there, when I go to Richmond, Virginia. Sure. Yeah. Does, does Stone live near there? Uh, Stone I know he lives, in- lives in Virginia. He lives near Manassas, Virginia, though. I yeah. don't know if that's near Richmond or not. I don't either. I just, I'm not sure. I, I don't know I'm how I'm unfamiliar is. with the terrain, uh, the actual placement of cities in Virginia. Yeah. I will admit this. I'm sorry, Virginia listeners. Uh, if you want to fly me out there, I will uh, become more familiar. Yes, and Greg will go to the Guar Bar with I you. I will. I mm-hmm. will, absolutely. If you fly me out, here's the offer. If you fly me out to Virginia, I will go to the Guar Bar with you. See, I love Guar puns. How they have, like, the Guarbecue. <laughs> Which makes me just laugh. Yes, they are. They are amazing. Guar is amazing. It is one of the the funnest shows I have ever seen live. Oh yeah, yeah. No, me too. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was gross. You never, you never wear clothes. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're still going to be touring or doing any shows or not. Yeah. But uh, when you went to one, never wear anything. Anything that you don't want stained. Yes, completely <laughs> stained in uh, fake blood. Yep, I got covered in, in blood and other substances. Uh, unlike, unlike my face, which is covered in real blood. Mm-hmm. Ew, it's starting to gross me out. Stop it's, referencing that your face fault. is covered in blood. I used a bad razor. Mm. All right. Well, speaking of restaurants and eating, a new invention has been created to where you can enjoy your guilty pleasure foods without those pesky calories. It can be Operation Hot Summer all year round. So a group of inventors have created... So the group of them actually is called Lick Me, I'm Delicious. Ew. They have created... A machine called the Edible Mist Machine, which can create vaporized flavors, delicious flavors, for your enjoyment. Now, they've created over 200 of them so far, including lobster, bacon, and popcorn. What, vaporized flavors? Vaporized flavors of your food to where you feel like you're ingesting the taste, however you're not ingesting the calories. You know what? That is something (laughs) only in, like, that only first world stuff would have. That would be a torture device. In other countries. Oh, yeah. Like, in the third world, that would... Be, that is so terrible. Like, go up to some poor country and be like, Hey, yeah, want to smell that? No, you don't get to eat it, though. Yeah. yeah. You don't See, want those pesky calories so much, keeping you alive. We have so much of it, we're trying not to eat it. We're just smelling it, reminding ourselves of what we could eat, choosing not to. We have the choice whether yeah. or not to eat it. We're choosing not to. Yeah, why don't you smell... See? See this bacon? That's what our country smells like. Oh, too bad. <laughs> well, the company's founder's name is Charlie Harry. And uh, so he created this this contraption. It's a it's like UFO shaped. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a ball, and then it separates, and there's like a, a crack in the middle, and that's where the the flavor vapor emits out. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. So Do you it's want called one? no, no, no. The edible mist machines ultrasonic vaporization is a make a mix of mist that basically gives you a hint of flavor without actually ingesting any food. So, um, company founder Charlie Harry goes on to say, The range of flavors is massive, and we can also produce you a personalized mist from pretty much anything in the world. 
So you can get any kind of flavor you want for zero calories. So puts a puff of mist into your face, and that's supposed to satisfy your your. Why, needs. How would you not be hungry right afterwards? Well, it says, uh, well, Charlie Harry's uh, still peddling this. He says it's kind of like a vaporizer pen. I don't even know what that is. Or an alcohol vaporizer, only bigger and more expensive. So uh, That's in the description, only bigger and more expensive? Well, that was that? no, no, no. That was what they said. I mean, that's okay. not what Charlie Harry was saying. Gotcha. The person okay. who wrote this. So right now, it's only available in the UK. So if we have any wealthy listeners listening in the UK, you can purchase one there. Uh, so they're about eighty five hundred dollars. <laughs> so right now, actually, spending, not only that, it's spending eighty five hundred dollars to smell food you are choosing not does to that eat. Smell like it's squirting it into your mouth, like the vapor squirts or whatever. You can cut out that little piece of audio and send that in to funemploymentradio at gmail.com. So they, they only have it available in the UK, and they say that right now they can't, uh, they're unable to ship it to the United States. But uh, in the UK, you don't even necessarily have to buy them. You can actually rent them out for parties. Why would they be unable to ship it? I don't know. Like, what is what is the reasoning behind What's it? wrong with it that you can't yeah. ship it? Yeah. What does America not want with this thing? There's all kinds of wrong with this. Well, from not eating food to eating too much food. So I don't know if you've ever heard of this little, this little company, Greg. It's called a uh, Starbucks. Yes, all right. Familiar. So Starbucks, of course, is catering to America and their larger appetites by creating larger and larger drinks. Now this one has now come out. This is a new drink. Let me see if I can pronounce this. This is a oh, new this, drink this that Starbucks has come out with. It has 60 shots in it. What? 60 shots. 6-0, not 16. 6-Z. 6-Z. Yes, that's fine. It's called the... Oh, I got it. They have a new drink. It's the Sexagentuple Vanilla Bean Mocha Frappuccino. Say it again. Sexagentuple Vanilla Bean Mocha Frappuccino. 60 shots. It has 60 shots in it. Wouldn't that give you a heart attack? I don't know. He drank the person who ordered this drank the whole thing, so that was fifty four dollars. So fifty four dollars, sixty shot drink called the Sexagen Tuple Vanilla Bean Mocha Frappuccino. Everything you're saying in World of Crazy today just makes me embarrassed. <laughs> sixty shots. Yeah. So this is by far the biggest one Starbucks has made. Now they made news because this is apparently news, and I'm re- I'm reading it. I am part of the problem, not part of the solution. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh. So Starbucks confirmed that uh, was the real deal. So they actually had the uh, last year someone ordered a forty-shot quadrigan couple. What was it? Whatever. It's one with the forty-shot. It was called the forty-shot crappuccino. Just like crappuccino, the forty-shot frappuccino, which came in at a meager forty-seven dollars and thirty cents. Now, because of the size of the drink, this young man, his name is Andrew, who went to test it out, needed to bring his own one hundred and twenty-eight ounce glass. They don't even have a glass to serve it in? No, so I, it says, Starbucks says it'll, yeah, so it allows people, if they want to get bigger drinks, to bring in their own cups and get that giant Mr. Gulp, or big gulp size drink that you've always wanted. It's just gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being noted in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live for live listeners. Uh, Rick Rutherford <laughs> says, that would give you the vapor squirts. So that is <laughs> entirely squirts. possible. You could get a case of the vapor squirts Oh, Mr. After Drink, that. you said that too. I didn't realize vapor squirts sounded so weird. All right, well, speaking of squirting. Got a case of the vape squirt. Tokyo police are on the hunt for a motorcyclist 
who has been splashing urine on people <laughs> as he's been driving by them, particularly women. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So the well, serial... See, now it was funny before. Yeah. The serial splasher's modus operandi. So what he does is he carries a little cup of urine and he speeds by women on his motorbike and then throws the liquid onto them before speeding away. Surprise! The first Wait, case so he of, carries the cup with it? How does he ride his bike? I don't you? know. He's very talented. Very talented. So the first case of the urine splasher happened in April when a man threw a cupful of urine over a woman on the street before racing off. Now, police knew... This is some pretty impressive police work here. It said... It says verbatim, police knew it was urine from the color and other features. <laughs> now, five similar in- incidents have occurred within a mile of the first splash, and police believe that it's highly likely that they were all being carried out by the same man. And finally, speaking of ladies. Wait, so they, they don't have any clues? They don't part? have any clues who the serial splasher is, Greg. This is taking Tokyo by storm. wonder what I would... See, with these kinds of cases all the time, I want to know, like, what levels this guy went through before he decided, I'm just going to start keeping my urine in a cup and I'm going to drive oh, around. You don't know if it's it. his urine. You don't know that. U- okay, I'm keeping urine. Why are you making urine, assumptions? Urine in a cup. You're an idiot to make assumptions about oh his pee. Oh, my God. Wow. I almost want to, we should cut that out. I'll bleep that out. Uh, no, just like what steps did he go through before he realized this is this is it? This Clearly, is what something I want happens to, do. to where you're just like, there's a day that you don't throw urine on someone, and then there's another day where you're just like, ah, that's what's happening. But how do you cross that threshold? I don't know. I don't know, Greg. I don't know. I have not reached the day in my life yet where I woke up in the morning and I'm like, today is the day I'm going to throw a cup of urine on someone. You know, I've been storing this urine in these cups for all this time. Yeah, i, I got to get rid of some of them. It's just it's filling up in here. I know. Why don't I throw them on women? Well, and speaking of women, here's this last story. This is out of Seoul. Seoul, right? What are you... What Korea? Are you South Korea? South Korea, yes. Seoul? How come it's spelled Seoul? (laughs) Seoul. Pronounce it how you want to pronounce it. No, I'm going to say Seoul because now I know that's right and you're an asshole. That's not right, actually. Yes, it is. You stopped that. You already showed your hand. All right. Uh, Dateline uh, Seoul, (laughs) South Korea. Now, did you know that Seoul is actually putting um, putting in $700 million into their economy as an initiative to make it more attractive to women? $700 million? $700 million. Why? What is, it, what is unattractive? All right, well, I've never been to Seoul, so I don't know. Me neither. That's- However, this is what they're doing. This is their investment for the future. This okay. is what they're doing. Okay. So part of that $700 million initiative that they're do- using to make Seoul more attractive to women is introducing larger... And I quote, because it's in quotes, woman-friendly parking spaces that are painted pink and feature a skirt in them. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So the $700 million initiative project is called the Women-Friendly Soul. $700 million they're investing in that. (laughs) Yes, it's a Women-Friendly Soul project. $700 million is hoping to make the city more female-friendly over the next four years. Because does that... Make you because more that is to the go one there? thing that does that make you want to go there now that you know this? Yes, if they have larger woman-friendly parking spaces that are painted pink and feature a skirt logo. Well, I wasn't going to go to South Korea, but you know what? They really. But seem now like they're I know trying. I can park there. <laughs> 
Now, the assistant oh. mayor of, uh, for Women and Family Affairs... In an interview with the Korea Times said, as women engage themselves in social life, their desire to improve the quality of life and demand for public support is increasing. It's like adding a female touch to a universal design and making <laughs> things more comfortable for women. All those male parking spots seem to be oppressing. I feel so oppressed that my parking spots haven't had a skirt painted on them. Or painted pink. So not only are they giving us pink parking spots, but another project, uh, the, the $700 million dollars, that they're using for their uh, initiative to make it more attractive to women. Another big money well-spent part is uh, they're actually going to be adding female-themed toilets in Seoul. Wait, excuse me? Which will have less cracks in the flooring so that high heels will not get stuck in them. <laughs> I just wanted to hear an interview with the obviously all-male group council or whatever that came up with this plan. Uh, you know, ladies wear uh, they wear high heels and probably getting stuck in those cracks in there. Well, apparently this isn't just uh, South Korea specific. This is something that's going on in a lot of different countries. So they're not the only one to implement this women-only parking. <laughs> as countries like China, Kuwait, Malaysia, Indonesia, Austria, Italy, and Germany have already all adopted similar programs. Really? That wouldn't that shit would not fly in America. No, I could no. not see that flying at all. Nor really should it, but. I guess I didn't realize what uh, what it was like over there. So there you have it. Less cracks for the ladies' high heels and more comfortable pink skirt-logoed parking spots. Would you park in a skirt-logoed parking spot? I would park in any parking spot. I don't like... I don't I don't care. You don't judge, there's a parking spot. You don't judge your parking spots by the oppressive male I only... I, I don't like uh, Cockman Oppressor mm-hmm. regular size parking spots. Right. I like mine to be pink. I like them to have a skirt logo on them. <laughs> that just the makes sense. the only way I feel comfortable. Next stop, Seoul. <laughs> Well, there you have it. There, my friends, is my world of crazy. Awesome. There All right. Go. Well, I know we have uh, a lot to get to here before Mike gets in, so I do have some ball talk today, Sarah. All right. And uh, I think I've got something that you're going to enjoy. That I'll enjoy? Yeah, we'll No. See. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. Of course, ball talk here, getting you up to date on the biggest news in sports so that whether you follow them or not, you'll be able to converse with your friends or coworkers at least a little bit. All right, Sarah, here it is. All right. I'll say it right at the beginning. This is the update on a story I had, I believe this was yesterday, yesterday or the day before, about San Francisco Giants right fielder Hunter Pence. Do you remember what Hunter Pence had going on? Hunter Pence. Oh, uh, the rich guy with the missing scooter. He was missing his scooter. His scooter, his custom scooter was stolen, and he had put out a plea to the public to try to find it. Well, Sarah, I will say this. Oh, let me guess. I bet the rich guy got it back. The scooter was returned to the park. Oh, how happy for him. During the game, uh, Wednesday afternoon's game against the Chicago Cubs, it's been returned. Um, There is uh, no word on who it is. That really dropped it off. It was because they said that they wouldn't press charges. Uh, Hunter Pence said he wouldn't press charges, but he has re- had it returned, and it's back in his possession. I love how you're just so completely unhappy about it. I am. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He can afford to buy another scooter. I can't afford to buy another scooter, well, and mine never came back. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. I'm not going to take away from his happiness. That's very. I'm very happy for him. I'm not happy for him. Not. Can't lie. Don't. Not. Happy. Moving on to ball talk, something you can be happy for, Sarah, is this. Just letting everybody know, the NCAA baseball tournament, Division I baseball tournament, is going to be happening. It uh, starts, I believe, tomorrow. 
is when games start. And there's a certain number one team that perhaps the one of us in this room knows a little bit about. And that is Oregon State. Oregon State is ranked number one in all of college baseball for the NCAA tournament. They were deemed to be the best team in the entire You hate nation. baseball. Why do you care about this? Because Oregon State's in it. So Oregon State as the number one ranking of the entire tournament. They will be beginning theirs. That they'll be playing, of course, in Corvallis as favorites do. Uh, their uh, let's see, their tournament will be against North Dakota State, UC Irvine, and UNLV, and then it goes on from there, and then it works up until until they get into the College World Series. Oregon State, of course, won two championships in a row: two thousand six, two thousand seven. Number one. Okay, we're number one in something, Sarah. Oh, I did actually. I remember when you were talking about that earlier, how you were talking about how you were number one and special because your team was number one. Yes. I might or might not have been recording that. I actually, I just remembered that I did this right now. Here, let me see if I can pick this up. All right. Video player. I want to hear. This has to do with what you're talking about, Greg. Right. Let's just see. You recorded me before the show. Yeah. When I was talking. Greg doesn't know I'm recording this. Like what? You're a winner. Oregon State's number one. Oh, so you're winner too. So you're not a winner. Oregon State's a winner. That makes me a winner. I don't think it makes you a winner unless you're on the team. That makes no. That by association, that's how it works. I gave them money. I graduated from there. That makes me a winner. I'm a number. I'm number one in the country. That was Greg before the show today. I got that on my phone, and he didn't know I was recording that. Thanks for recording that. No problem. Hey, you're number one in the country right now, Greg. I'm going to start recording you before the show starts. Uh, I'm too too spry to be caught. (laughs) I'll know. Oh, we'll see about that. Yeah, people are saying, oh, we do get the real Greg. Yep, he didn't (laughs) even know it. I just had my phone, like our computers are facing each other, so we couldn't see. I had my phone laying in front of me, and I just... Clicked it over and hit record. I, I am number one in the country. Because before that, he was singing, like, I, he just kept going on and on and on. I'm like, I have to record this. That's because I was rapping, probably. Oh, God, you were rapping. Yes. Mm. Moving on in ball talk. We have this. There's a big kerfuffle today, and I'll just mention this story because it's largely visual. But I encourage you to look this up. Um, of course, the Miami Heat and Indiana Pacers played last night in the Eastern Conference Finals of the NBA Playoffs. Uh, Miami is up 3-1 to one in the best-of-seven series. However, uh, Indiana won last night, so winning their second game against Miami. But one of the big things that happened is this guy in the Indiana Pacers by the name of Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson is kind of a kind of a whack job. He's one of those guys on the court. Like, not off the court. I don't, I don't know if he's ever been in trouble with the law, but okay. uh, on the court, he's one of those weirdos that you find in sports that just tries to do everything he can to annoy somebody on the other team. I have respect for these kinds of guys. No, They're I annoyers. don't. They're- Nah. They're annoyers. That's what they do. And one of the things he, he was uh, tasked with doing is guarding LeBron James. And there's actually video of uh, one time during a timeout of last night's game where Lance is right next to LeBron James. And he leans over and blows in LeBron James' ears. <laughs> That's stupid. It, it is. But it's... How some- did LeBron... I bet LeBron James gave no shits. Uh, no, he just kind of w- gave a weird look on his face that's... Uh, that can only be described as a what the fuck look. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can imagine why. It's like, you're a grown ass man. Stop blowing in my ear. Yes. Lance Stevenson <laughs> blowing. This Le- is the championships. Don't blow in my ear, idiot. <laughs> blowing in LeBron James ear. 
So that is what happened yesterday. I'm just making sure everybody was aware of that. Look that up. <gasps> I think it. I did see a meme of that. There's probably a lot of yeah because I saw that uh, yeah that particular player like a, a bunch of things like um, his face like doing the blowing thing like in front of a birthday cake and then yeah <laughs> in front of like a pinwheel. Yep, yep. That is uh, probably there's probably a lot of those out there right now. Uh, moving on to ball talk. I've got this. I would like to play just a little bit of this audio. I've got a couple audio things here that I wanted to play. Okay. But this one has to do with the Donald Sterling controversy. Of course, the L.A. Clippers owner who... Uh, racist sack of shit. Racist sack of shit. Who had his uh, video that was recorded by his girlfriend, V. Stiviano, that was uh, put out to the world. Now he's being forced to sell the team. And, of course, his uh, estranged wife is trying to get control of the team. All these things that are happening. But guess who is now... Trying to cash in on this situation. I I have no idea. I have no idea. There is now a Donald Sterling themed porn that has been put out. <laughs> Donald Sterling porn parody. <gasps> Gross. Starring uh, a woman who looks kind of like V. Stibiano and um, uh, Nina Hartley as Shelly Shelley Sterling. Nina Hartley. Is she like a famous porn star? Yeah, I, I know that, that name. name. Okay. Uh, Here is just a little clip of the teaser. That they have put out. This is V. Stiviano, of course. Anyway, I cannot believe I'm meeting the girlfriend, but she's getting everything, and I have a plan for revenge. Here she is now. I'll call you later. Hi, uh, V. Hi, please sit down, I have a plan for revenge on Donald. What do you wow, think? Okay. I didn't know you were going to be this nice. I'm thinking. That you and I should call one of the players and have sex with him and make Don watch. What do you think? Oh my fucking god! So can you call Don and have me? Honestly, the sound on the quality is, is amazing. Yeah, sound quality is quite well on that, this. That is awesome. There is a two-minute teaser on it that has been released about the Donald Sterling porn parody. I did not expect you to say porn. I thought you were going to say like she was getting her own reality show or something. Uh, I could see that happening too. No, that's even better. That is even better. Uh, moving on to ball talk. Let's see. I know we probably need to wrap up here in a minute because uh, because we have uh, Mike coming in. So I'll just skip straight to this. Because we did mention LeBron James and Sarah, I have to play this. I have to play this. It is my job to. LeBron James, of course, of the Miami Heat. However, he could opt out of his contract very soon. Really? Guess what city would like him back? Oh, no. No. Should I guess or do you want to do it? Can I guess? Go ahead and guess. Is it the sad Cleveland song again? Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, Cleveland needs to stop. It's so embarrassing. Still want LeBron to come back. They figure maybe deep down he still loves them. But it gets even weirder. There is apparently a Cleveland area rapper... By the name of Grandpa M. He is an old white man with full tattooed sleeves. And there is now a video, plea for LeBron that has come out, of Grandpa M featuring J Money and Young Scoob called Hey LeBron. I'm just going to play a little bit of it for you, sir. There's Grandpa. Hey, Grandpa, what do you think about LeBron coming back? I love this Martin music. Hey, LeBron, we want you back. And ain't no smack. 
those who don't must be high on crack. We want you back. Ain't no smack. We want you back. Ain't no smack. Hey, LeBron, come back to Cleveland and do your thing. Bring the Cavs a championship ring. We want you back. Ain't no smack. We want you back. It ain't no smack. Hey, LeBron, you've been tripping in Paris. Tripping in Rome. Now it's time to be tripping back home. We want you back. It ain't no smack. We want you back. Okay. Ain't no smack. Grandpa M. That's Grandpa M. Featuring Jay Money and Young Scoob. They were yelling Cleveland in the back. And yelling what? I didn't even hear them. Oh, yeah, no, they were there. They did not do their one job successfully. Grandpa M. There we go. Trying to bring LeBron back to Cleveland. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <laughs> You're just going to break Keelan's soul someday. I will. Playing one of those songs. I will, in, I will indeed. All right. All right. I know we need to take a break mm. and uh, go ahead and get Mike in here. We've got a bunch of more stuff to talk about. So if you're listening live, we're just going to play a couple of songs and then we'll be back in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Dark up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hey, this is Steve Lemmy. And this is Kevin Heffernan. We're from the movie Super Troopers and Beer Fest. And Club Dread and Slam and Salmon. Yeah, and you're listening to Greg the Nibbler and Sarah Dillon. We're nibbling it, and we're dilling it. On fun, em- fun Employment. You should all listen to Fun Employment. Now. And nibble it. See, I like the way it says Fun em- fun Employment, and I'm like, ah. Uh, I, like, think, I think that's because he was forgetting what it was called. I know, because I'm like, yes. sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe Greg should take that out. But I'm like, no, it's kind of organic. No. He was trying to remember the name of our show. <laughs> I could edit it and like boost it up and like put like chorus on it or something like that. You ed- why do you always default to reverb? Yeah, well, that's... Or that's, like boosting it. That's the best way to it's do like it. like kooky radio guy inside of you. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know who, uh, though, didn't forget Fun Employment was the gentleman outside who yelled a uh, great show yesterday to us. Yeah, whoever you were, I didn't get a chance to like... I, you just kind of gave was, us a drive-by, hey, love the show. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was a great episode it yesterday. Was, it was awesome, and you made us look cool in front of somebody, You too. totally did. Yeah, we thank looked you. pretty awesome. We looked so awesome. Yeah, so thank you. Once again, if you ever see us out and about, please come up and say hello. Seriously, made my day. Or yell that to us. That was awesome. And it was in front of somebody that we had just met, and yeah. it's just like, oh, I'm like, oh, it happens all It doesn't yeah, happen whatever. all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's just somebody yelling, fan, you know, what are you going to do? It's just another, no, no, it doesn't happen no, all the time. So that's awesome. why we love it when you do that. So uh, you and the, what was kind of a Jeepy kind of thing. I don't know if it was a Jeep thing. It was like some kind of Jeep. It was a car. Okay. We'll say it was a car. Well, you were in a motorized vehicle. In of a some motorized sort. vehicle of some sort who yelled out, great show yesterday. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. That was awesome. You know who else is awesome? Who? So I was looking at our email and we have an email from Anton. Of course, Anton and Deb, the proprietors of Asylum on 37th and Southeast Hawthorne. Indeed. So um, he actually sent us an email and saying that uh, they were in the store a couple days ago and our friend David Leonidas of D. Leonidas Photography actually yes, came in. who was taking pictures at uh, at the Comedy Showcase and took our headshots. He did. So uh, Anton was saying that he noticed that his wife was carrying a Fun Employment Radio hoodie. And so he came up to him and he's like, oh, hey, do, do you guys, are you guys in the chat? What I know you from your handles? And he's like, oh, no, we don't get to chat, but, you know, we listen to the show and we've been doing photography for it. And uh, and Anton said that he actually said, oh, so you're David Leonidas? And he said that David was kind of shocked that he knew who he was. And then <laughs> Anton wrote the same, the best thing. And he wrote, I told him we were fans, not just sponsors, and that advertising on Fun Employment Radio works as evidence by my remembering his name. That is awesome. I know. God so damn it, Anton. Cool. You just wrote that magic for me. Thank Hell you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Anton. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, of course, Asylum's on 37th and Hawthorne, and uh, D. Leonidas Photography, which it's at dleonidasphotography.com, or mm. you can find them on Facebook. Um, they're opening up their brand new studio. Oh, it's going to be in Portland, right? Yeah, it's going to be here in Southeast Portland, and they're going to be having a special event for that this Saturday, where you can come by and check everything out. It's really awesome. You can find out all the information online at uh, dleonidasphotography.com. It's uh, like a big grand opening special That's that they're cool. doing for their, for their brand new studio. So, yeah, Katie's yeah. saying, I love Anton. He's really, really nice. He totally is. Him and Deb are like the cutest couple ever. The best bespectacled p- couple on Hawthorne. They are. Mm-hmm. That is true. So that's 37th and Southeast Hawthorne across from the Baghdad. They have so much cool shit there. Awesome. All, All right. right. I think it's time to bring on our, our super secret guest. That's not super secret though because I already it isn't. it. Why do you always say super secret? Because that's my default. That's my go-to, Sarah. Now you're messing with my psyche on this. It's it's really, I mean, super secret, well, I mean, super wouldn't you, awesome. Wouldn't you rather me point it out that like if you bring up like someone, you know, super, like <laughs> not like Mike Phillips isn't like one of the most famous people we've ever talked to. True. But like if someone like, you know, someone else is coming in and you're just like super secret guest, they'd probably be like, what the fuck, man? Okay, I realize these are things I need to work on. I'm going to work to <laughs> remove that from my lexicon, but I went to it and now you've ruined my intro. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> joining us now, Mr. Mike Phillips. Hello, sir. Hello. Thank Hi. you for having me. Mike, we are so excited to have you back. So you actually have not been in this studio, but you no. came before to the old studio. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. And, and we talked about this at the beginning. So Mike is kind of the man behind the scenes for all of those amazing authors that we get here on the show. Like a lot of them, like Bill Carter, mm. which we've received so many messages about Bill Carter being on the show. They love that interview. Yeah, I recall seeing a couple of weeks ago somebody on Twitter tweeted that they heard Bill Carter on your show and they were going out to purchase his book. So you guys should get a royalty or something. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Attention, what? Bill Carter. All the amazing <laughs> stuff that Bill Carter's done in this world. He, <laughs> I want no tithing yeah. from him whatsoever. <laughs> well, and so so your company, like what exactly, because I was going to describe it earlier today. I'm like, nah, I should Maybe just you let, let Mike guy, describe yeah. it. Maybe you should let Mike yeah. describe it. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess I wear many hats. I, I have a day job. I work at AMPMPR here in Portland. Our office is just off Clinton, uh, so kind of in the neighborhood. And then I have a business called the Neocom Group, and that is oriented towards helping authors with their marketing and public relations needs. Oftentimes, those people are underserved. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything about marketing or public relations, and they don't have any money. But at the same time, uh, oftentimes, people who will take the time to write an amazing story about their experience in their life. Like the woman who wrote North of Hope? Yeah, North of Hope, for example. Um, They... Their stories deserve audiences, you know. People need to hear about the remarkable things that people are doing uh, because I think it then helps you, the reader, to be like, well, shoot, maybe I can do something remarkable myself. Like that's my kind of like high and mighty way of looking at it. No, and you have like such a big heart about this. Like I know that you really have a passion for what you do. Yeah, you know, uh, with Bill Carter, for example, I read his book Fools Rush In about, you know, going to Bosnia during the war and playing a pretty major role to draw world attention to say, hey, let's try to end this conflict. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was 26 years old. He had like $200 in the toe of his boot. He had nothing. He just did it, you know, out of pure will and passion and some, you know, ingenuity in um, getting U2 on board, which I'm sure was no small feat. Not not (laughs) Greg and I. He's talking about U2, the band. Yeah. 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 Anybody doesn't know Bill Carter's story, I highly suggest reading that book fools rush in it's great and miss sarajevo that song and the movie uh, that's bill carter's doing yeah and so well, i mean you two may have had a little part in yeah right in that song <laughs> but and Pavarotti too you know <laughs> oh, Ryan, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah um so i was fortunate in 2012 to actually go to sarajevo to bosnia to walk 
along the streets that he wrote about. And wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they were um, commemorating. 20 years since the beginning of the war and what they did is they put out a red chair down the main street commemorating every single victim of the siege of Sarajevo which was uh, 11,571 chairs down the length of the main street it was just like one of the most powerful things I've ever seen and so I'm walking down the street and there's a chorus of children at the very end and they start singing Miss Sarajevo and I'm walking with the girl who uh, Bono basically wrote the song for and I'm just sitting there like you know melting into the ground like oh my god this is powerful and amazing that is incredible Yeah, I've been fortunate enough I was able to go to Croatia and a little tiny bit of Bosnia I never was able to go to Sarajevo I've always wanted to go there just to see you know I mean because the city from everything I've seen it seems incredible, you know, and just the story of what they went through. Yeah, it's it's an amazing city, and the people are so warm and friendly. They love Americans because we did play a pretty major role in helping to uh, end the siege of Sarajevo. Granted, we waited three and a half years to do so, but, it, you know, it was European politics. It wasn't so much our government. But the crazy thing about Sarajevo is you can walk around that city and everywhere there is still evidence of that war. You look at buildings, there's bullet holes around every single window. There is mass graves on you know every hillside it's just uh you know unfortunately the the Dayton peace agreement which ended the war wasn't so perfect at uh making their society better after the fact it's kind of you know a tangled mess you have three presidents for the country of Bosnia, one for each major ethnic group, and then a fourth president, uh, the UN high rep, who kind of like oversees everybody else. So it's just like the and it's a rotating presidency. So one guy might have it, and then he goes and helps out all his buddies. And then the next guy gets it and helps out their buddies. I mean, it's just a complete mess. And so That's insane. Yeah. And so then, you know, add to that 44% unemployment. And then uh, last earlier this month, you have these destructive floods, uh, 100-year floods that just, you know, sogged. Uh, I don't know what the yeah, word is. Yeah, like just like decimated it, didn't it? Like Yeah. And the, the thing that really sucks is that there's minefields all around the country uh, left oh, over shit. from the war where the best they could do is just put a sign up like, hey, don't go in this area. We think there's like 100,000 mines there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but my God. what happened is through erosion and rain and flooding, they got all shifted around. So now people don't know where the mines are. Oh, so, damn. Yeah. It's just like one thing after another for that poor country. But, I mean, it, the people are so great. I just kind of hate to see, um, you know, people not paying attention to mm-hmm. it. You know? So you're doing something to draw some attention to what's going on over there. Yeah, that's correct. So for several years, I played uh, music here in Portland with a band called the Fenby International Superstars. Um, (laughs) F-E-N-B-I. That is a great name. (laughs) Yeah, we later learned that there's a a purse called the the Fenby. Fendi? Yeah, Fenby. We were kind of distraught about that. (laughs) You didn't know that. Because I think Fendi's Fendi's been like old lady fancy for a long time. I had a band in high school that uh, I had just read a fellow, and Iago is one of the main characters in that, you know, kind of like the villain. And so I was like, yeah, we'll call our band Iago. And then as soon as we did, like, oh, Iago from Aladdin, the Disney movie? And I'm like, no! It's not from that. It's from Othello. It's a no. bad guy, not a fucking parrot. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Well, Fembi, not Fendi. Yeah. Fembi. Yeah, and there's also a like uh, cohabitation parental group or something in Italy called Fenby. So I didn't know that either. 
Um, there's a cat on YouTube called Fenby that's way more <laughs> popular than a band. There's a was. cat on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and you know the thing that's most depressing about that is we we put up some cool videos, you know, back in the day, but. The cat video where it's not even doing anything. It's like not smoking a cigarette or something. It's just like sitting there and it has like, you know, it's just way more popular than us. <laughs> anyway. That, that sucks. Like, <laughs> fucking YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Damn cat. So, uh, yeah, this band, Fenby, uh, we're playing tonight at 442 on Hawthorne. It's our first show in Portland in probably three years or so. Yeah, I haven't, because I've seen you guys play before. Awesome band, and you haven't played in quite some time. Yeah, we all, like, grew up and got jobs and moved away and that sort of thing. So so it's a reunion of sorts. Yeah, it's kind of a reunion, you know. Uh, we're just kind of, uh, our violin guys flying in today and then we're just going to go straight to the bar like no practice just kind of nice. like well let's see what we remember. I was going to ask yeah. if you practiced at all <laughs> yeah yeah uh, fortunately one of our members uh, Todd Bales he performs in tons of bands around town so he's one of those guys that like uh, he could just walk into any setting with any instrument and pick up with everybody see those guys I respect them and hate them at the same time <laughs> yeah. yeah I was going like, to say I, I know that that would probably bother you <laughs> but both both the guys in Courage in, in the band that that we sometimes have reunions to. Both of those guys are like that, and then I'm just the guy that can run around and act weird on stage. So that's my con- contribution and coming up with words. They can do that for with anything. Pick up any <laughs> instrument, play anything, incredible musicians. I'm, and you just kind of spastically run around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why I play right, So I was looking up the address. So the 442 bar in Portland run by the crazy and lovable Muhammad. Yeah, that's right. Yep, I, he is a nut. I like that guy a lot. Hey, pretty lady. Pretty lady. Pretty lady. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's opening a second bar now in Vancouver, Washington. No awesome. way. Yeah, in East Vancouver. I, I went out to that club one time many years ago, and it's one of those places where you walk in and immediately think, like, I should not be here. Right <laughs> like, now. everything's going to, like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I think he's going to, you know, remodel it and make it suitable for guys like me. Cool. <laughs> suitable <laughs> for people like you. Well, so the 442 Soccer Bar is at uh, 17th and Southeast Hawthorne. So you're playing tonight, and then mm-hmm. um, so you're raising money. Yeah, we're going to raise money, and uh, we're going to give it all to um, victims of the floods that I was talking about a moment ago. Um, and there's uh, two avenues in which I'm going to be uh, dispensing with the money. One, you know, if uh, people feel like they can't make it to the show, they can go to the Bosnian Red Cross and donate money directly. Awesome. But um, also, I'm just going to wire it directly to uh, that gal I was talking about earlier that I met while I was Miss in Sarajevo. Sarajevo. Yeah, Miss <laughs> Sarajevo. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just feel like she can dispense it way better. She knows, like, who to trust, who not to trust. To, yeah. You know, just get it to the best cause possible. So. Um, I did it before and it worked out really well. And yeah, I'm just going to do that again. So if people, again, don't feel comfortable with that, then, you know, by all means, just donate directly to the Bosnian Red Cross. That's fantastic. I am a huge fan of the Red Cross. I've talked about this before. I mean, nothing compared to what they're going through. But when I had a fire, I uh, I had a fire probably about, I don't know, it it was a while ago now, like maybe 10, 10, 11 years ago, Mm -hmm. and um, lost pretty much everything I owned. Because it just gutted my apartment, and Red Cross was one of the places I called because I literally didn't have like any clothes, and like, and uh, they uh, they came out, wrote me vouchers for stuff. Like they're like, okay, here you go, here's a voucher for this, voucher for this, voucher for this. You need some food, here you go. Like they were really really cool. Offered to put me up in a hotel, which thankfully I didn't need to do that. But yeah, I've I've tried to donate every year to the Red Cross at least whatever I can. You know, they're they're a great organization. 
All right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so you can go to the – what time does the show start tonight? Seven? Well, yeah, we're going to play from seven to eight, not a second more, um, <laughs> mostly because we don't know how many songs we can remember. Um, so it's just going to be that kind of gig. It's not really about us playing music so much as it is just giving me your money. Yeah. <laughs> it's just drawing attention to the yeah. cause. Therefore, I can wire them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, Mike, that's so selfless of you. That's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah. So was this your idea? Yeah, I mean, I had it a couple days ago and, um, you know, just kind of whipped it together at the last minute. But, you know, I I just, you know, through the work that I've done with Bill and otherwise, I, I've just kind of, again, drawn, you know, a, a, a deep connection with people still living in Bosnia. I've met a lot of Bosnian-Americans as well, and they're just mm-hmm. all such great people. And um, they don't like to talk about themselves, so there's not like one Bosnian guy running around Portland like, "Hey, we gotta, you know." <laughs> yeah, we have all this cause. like horrible yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, probably because they're sick of talking about it, really. Drop, and, yeah, that would make know, sense. Don't want to stir up, you know, trigger warnings, kind of thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just kind of fill in the vacuum, raise hundred bucks here and there. You know, not much, but just do something to you know get people thinking or talking about it. Maybe hey, that's hundred bucks they didn't have before. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. Totally. You're awesome, Mike. Yeah, thank oh. you. All right. And where can people find out more about Fenby? Uh, we have a Facebook page, um, Fenby International, uh, facebook.com backslash Fenby International, I believe. And how about with your publications or, or your PR? Um, can people find you through that? Or do, what, what yeah, would you like to promote? Because we have a lot of people who who have written books. and like, Yeah. Like, I'm curious about that. So say you write a book and you self-publish it. You know, you put it out on – get it on Amazon or something like yeah. that, like self-publishing. And then, yeah, how you promote it. So – if somebody is interested in like promotion, how would they approach you or how would that work? Yeah, they can uh, definitely reach out to me from my website, theneocomgroup.com. And that's com with an M. Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm honestly really busy right now, so I might, uh, I might just direct you, direct you somewhere else. Um, so, but, you know, feel free to reach out to me if you are looking for some help. Cool. Do it. Right on. All right. Awesome. I think that's a show, Greg. I think so, too. I think this has been a good show. Mike, I'm so glad you could come in. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. It's of been course. great to see the studio. And thanks for all you do, too, for the show. You know, sending us these really cool people that we get to interview. Yeah. And you can, and you can always feel free to invite us to fancy parties like you did that one time. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. That was cool, too. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. And it's really great to hear your voices uh, up here in person with headphones on. You both have beautiful, rich voices. Oh, it's really, thank you. Uh, that's so pleasure. nice of yeah. you. Yeah. Do you, Mike? We'll cut so that professional out play that, right now. We'll play just play that, that at every yeah. show, during every show. <laughs> awesome. Well, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you to all of you for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Uh, thank you to, of course, one of our wonderful sponsors, Metro PCS. Yes. Um, who uh, I have my awesome phone here from them. And they are a great service, great supporter of us, and believe in you know this kind of broadcasting and this kind of uh, everything that, that we're doing, mm-hmm. which we appreciate greatly. We and you can find out more about them, metropcs.com slash metro. Find, uh, find a location near you and let them know you heard about them from Fun Employment Radio. All right, you guys are awesome. Coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be Lisa Wood with Play Anything. Mm-hmm. And that will be followed by Guys and Balls. Yes. Guys and And then balls. tomorrow on the show we have a guest, correct? We do. Yeah, just, uh, just confirmed tomorrow on the show, Cameron Esposito. So comedian extraordinaire. Uh, what? Is it Carmen or Cameron? I thought it was Carmen. Uh oh, did I mess up? <laughs> we can take it out in post. Oh, let me make sure I did that wrong. No, I could just I... be totally fucking up your game right now. No, it's it's Cameron Esp. 
Are, did I did I mess this up? Now, okay, now I want to make sure. No, it's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> Dang it, you're totally totally messed me up, Cameron Esposito. Uh, I should I never just, trust you on pronunciation of anything. I never claimed to be able to pronounce what's, anything. What's the capital of Colombia again, sir? Shut up. <laughs> Cameron Esposito <laughs> will be on the show tomorrow, uh, joining us right here on Fun awesome. Employment Radio. All right, you guys are fantastic. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Mike, thanks so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you, guys. We hope that to see you guys tonight at... The 442 bar. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. Go support a good cause. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> they say it's not possible to say whether or not watching porn is actually harmful, so go ahead and continue to watch it now. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>